bars and hoops, Lamar and swoops, back alley cats, the back door cuts with alley oops, posting up, you on block or mic and booth, and kick it out to one who likes to shoot, oh yeah, said we merging them, got 50 with a surgeon, and some dope backs like Snoop Dogg, with Magic Irvin's and some more in like Master P and Dr. Irvin, playing on how about maybe a little Wayne speaking on bird back then, bars and hoops y'all, we hitting up all courts, but now with the sports talk, next we talk all sports, back to it. Got Jada and Jamal Croft, haters get crossed out, crossed up across all actual facts. Points of view that you've never seen from your favorite artists, like talking about Jeffrey Green or Gerald Wallace. Whoever's on your favorite team, L. I mean, on the verse, it still be great on the name for being H. Drake's opinion on spates, one synopsis of Blake. Tip on Horford's fate, the facts we giving them straight. The truth they shitting on tape. Who sports snakes for a sake? So true, or you can debate on who you really done rate. Come through it, really be great. The true, the fact like a state. AAM on Prime 8, please remember. Bars and hoops, the center of the hood. Make it part of your agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, y'all? What up, what up, world? Bars and hoops, stills are great. Man, it's a snowy day in my state. You know, right now New York is under attack. You know, we got a a, a, a snowstorm outside that's definitely causing a lot of problems. And before I get on, before I start today's show, man, I just gotta say shout out to all you meatheads out here that's in the streets riding around in Dodge, Car- Camaros, Challengers. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, charges, like man, put those cars up, man. It's not the summertime, man. You're out here causing all types of problems in the streets. You're, you're spinning out, you're, you're tail whipping at the stoplight because your car is rear wheel driving. It's too much power for you to be in the streets trying to maneuver through snowy, ice filled streets with the car that's not equipped to make it through those type of conditions, man. So, shout out to all you meatheads out there. You know what I mean? That's out there. Not only risking your life, but putting other people's lives in danger by driving those cars in today's streets, man. There's too much ways to get around the streets right now by forms of Uber, Lyft, Juno, whatever, man. Your, your local cab, man. You know what I mean? Back in the days, we had a man by the name of Tyson, man. We called Tyson rain, snow, sleet, hail. Tyson is there, man. Find your Tyson or find your Uber driver, man. Keep those Camaros off the streets. Keep those charges, those challenges. All of that off the streets, man. It's not the summertime. You stun it during the summertime. Now it's the wintertime. Time to pull that who ride out. You heard? <laughs> what up, y'all? Wild Card Weekend. Man, it was an exciting week in sports. It was a, a very exciting week in entertainment. And we're going to touch on all of that today, man. So without further ado, let's start the show. Hmm. First on the list, man. We want to... Recap the games from, you know, last night's NBA action. You know what I mean? It was it was some really interesting games that happened yesterday, man. You know, as you all know, it's no surprise. I'm a Knicks fan. You know what I mean? I was ready to break my TV, throw the remote at it. I wanted to trade everybody last night because, you know, the team definitely looked terrible. You know what I mean? But they, to their credit, they did show some resilience. And you got to give a lot of credit to... KP for coming back off of injury, you know, picking the team up in key spots of the game. He kind of kept the team in the game. Melo came in and finished the deal. And you had the near fight. Ron Baker coming and kind of saved the day as well, man. Derrick Rose 
and Brandon Jennings didn't have it last night. Coach benched them, you know, as he should. You know, you bench players that don't perform well. You know what I mean? And that's what happened last night. The Knicks made it their duty to come back from a large deficit, namely a 13-point deficit in the fourth quarter to actually win the game. And big shout-outs again to the coaching job that Jeff Hornacek did by, you know, having the balls to sit Derrick Rose down and to sit Brandon Jennings down because they both didn't have it yesterday and relying on Ron Baker to come in, play a crucial role of, of point guard, which is the most important position in the NBA today. It's like NFL quarterback. That's like one of the most vital positions in football. And Ron Baker came in and did a great job. You know what I mean? The Greek freak, what can I say, man? He He's a problem. He's definitely a problem. And for the first two and a half quarters, he was looking like that. A problem. You know what I mean? But KP matched his intensity. The team stuck together. They didn't quit. They didn't give up. They could have easily rolled over and called it a night. Heading into tonight's back-to-back game, but they didn't. And the Knicks showed some heart and some grit. And they came back from a big deficit to beat the Milwaukee Bucks on the road. Which is big, because it's not easy to win on the road in the NBA today. Next on the list, (laughs) the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they blew a 24-point lead. Yeah, let's hear it for the Warriors. They blew a 24-point lead, you know what I mean, to the Memphis Grizzlies. Shout out to the Grizzlies. Shout out to the $153 million point guard, Mike Conley. You know what I mean? You lived up to your to your money yesterday. Shout out to Zach Randolph coming through big. You know what I mean? Second game off of injury. Coming back to score 27 points and grab 11 boards. You know, all that helped lead his team to victory. You know, again, Mike Conley came up big again as well. He also finished the game with 27 points. 12 dimes, and he hit a big shot yesterday to put the game away for the Grizzlies. So you got to give the Grizzlies their props. You know what I mean? Like I said before, man, this Golden State Warrior team isn't what what everybody thought they would be, including myself. I thought they were just going to run through the NBA regular season on their way to a championship, but not so fast. Mm-mm. Not so fast. You know what I mean? They can't, for some reason, beat the Grizzlies, and they have their number. You know, but the most interesting thing that came from last night's game was um, Draymond Green getting in KD's ass. You know what I mean? Chewed him out for basically waving off the play to go isolation ball. He said, listen, man, we don't do that here. We don't do that here in Golden State, man. We don't do that here in the Bay, man. This isn't OKC, man. You know what I mean? We play as a team over here. And, you know, rightfully so. I respect Draymond for doing that, and I think... KD was in his feelings after that. He didn't really admit it to the media, but I'm pretty sure he's going to make a mental note of that moving forward when it's time for him to possibly make a decision to either leave or stay with Golden State because right now it doesn't look like they're going to win. It looks like they lost a lot of their depth with the trade that they did make for all of those players that they got, for all of those players that they gave up just to be able to sign KD. And it's going to be interesting you know, moving down into the second half of the season and into the NBA postseason. Nevertheless, the Warriors still only have six losses. I mean, what can I say, man? I would gladly trade the Warriors record uh, for the Knicks record. You know what I mean? In a heartbeat. You know what I mean? But that's just something to watch. It was pretty interesting. You know what I mean? Draymond definitely gotten KD's behind about that. 
And you know, Steph Curry, Steph Curry had an easy 40 points last night that went unnoticed because it was in a losing effort. But that's something to definitely watch as the season progresses and as the playoffs come upon us. Next on the list, one thing to add, there has been an NBA trade today. You know, the Cleveland Cavs, I guess you can say they've gotten richer. You know, they've acquired Kyle Korver from the Atlanta Hawks. You know, they moved guys like, uh, what was it, Mo Williams. They, they definitely gave up a future first-round pick, which was crazy to me. And I think they added a guy like Iman Shumpert. I'm not sure, but I think that they did. But, you know, they added quite a few pieces to a trade to acquire Kyle Korver, who's a dead-eye shooter off the screens. You know, I think that he's going to help their team. The rich just keep kept keep getting richer, man. And, you know, LeBron James is definitely pulling the strings like the puppet master. And the Cavs front office is basically playing to whatever LeBron wants to do. And they're bringing in great pieces to put around LeBron James and you know right now the Cavs are looking strong it doesn't look like nobody's remotely close to beating them at least in the Eastern Conference and the way that they look right now if it came down to it and they played the Golden State Warriors again they're taking the Warriors down in probably five or six games <laughs> that's a big thing but yeah I think they'll take the Warriors out in five or six games <clears throat> moving along NBA All-Star voting you know what I mean? The first round of fan votes came in and, you know, the results are quite shocking if you if you ask me. You know what I mean? It's 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 incredible that, you know, guys like Joel Embiid and Jaja Pachulia has more votes than Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and Draymond Green. But, hey, man, you know what I mean? They have fans somewhere. I know Embiid is a, definitely a glitch. It's a glitch with his votes, man. You know what I mean? That boy is trying to get at Rihanna there, man. He made it, you know, he, he told a little story about how he tried to get at Rihanna after he got drafted and she kind of curved him and shut him down. I was like, boy, listen, man, you better go ahead with yourself, man. Come back when you're an all-star, man. So he basically went on his campaign routine and he, he's getting the votes, man. He's getting the fans to vote for him, man. And it looked like Riri, you might have to turn it in. Riri, you might have to turn it in, baby. You know what I mean? You're going to look like you know, Princess Tiara next to Shrek, cause <laughs> Embiid is a seven footer, and you about four eleven. But that's gonna be a sight to see if he makes the All Star team. Will Rihanna, you know, stay true to her word and give that boy a date? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, but that's what the fans do, man. The fans vote. You know, the, the, the most popular players in. Sometimes a lot of good players get snubbed because fans are the ones that's really calling the votes. But I think that the NBA did make a couple of adjustments to where that players that do deserve to be in the game will possibly be in the game. But, you know, just to get to, you know, the votes and the way that it shook out, you know what I mean? These are the top vote getters so far. For the Eastern Conference, the front court, no surprise here, LeBron James. He leads the way with thousands, hundreds of thousands of votes. Next up, behind LeBron James, is Atenacompo, Giannis Atenacompo from the Milwaukee Bucks. He's definitely coming on strong. As I said before, he gave my Knicks some work, you know, earlier in the week. We got our revenge yesterday, but he's definitely a force to reckon with, and he's on his way to stardom. And he's he's the second vote getter, second leading vote getter in the Eastern Conference behind LeBron James. Following the Compo is Kevin Love. You know, at the forward spot, the front court spot. Next, we go to the guard spots. Of course, Kyrie Irving, 
and surprisingly, Dwayne Wade. Those are the top two vote getters for the guard position in the East, which is surprising. But again, that's when the fans vote. You know, these guys have their fans, and fans are gonna put their votes in. You know, these guys are on social media. You know, they talk to their fans, and they getting their fans to vote for them. You can't knock them. Next on to the Western Conference. The leading vote getters in the Western Conference for the front court. Of course, no surprise here is Kevin Durant. You know, followed by shockingly Jaja Pachula. I have no idea what Jaja is doing up there. I don't know what his cause is, but he's the second leading vote getter for the front court players in the Western Conference. He's the second leading vote getter for front court players in the Western Conference. That's amazing, man. Like Jaja Pachulia. He has more votes than the man behind him, Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? Kawhi Leonard is definitely deserving, you know, of an all-star spot. I'm pretty sure he's going to be an all-star regardless of what the fans think. You know what I mean? Moving forward to the backcourt. There's no surprise here. Steph Curry and James Harden. You know, those two guys, you know, they definitely worked on their games. They put in a lot of work and over the past few seasons have become superstars in this league. And they're taking the lead by storm, especially James Harden, right? Right now, he's he's like a video game, man. He's putting up video game numbers, NBA Live, NBA 2K, whatever you want to call it, man. James, James Harden is out here making it look like he's in a video game with some of the stat lines that he put up. You know what I mean? Now for the best of the rest. Let's start with the Eastern Conference. Front court. Of course, like I told you guys before, Joel Embiid. He's leading the way of the best of the rest for the front court players. You know, he's really trying to get at Rihanna. I know Rihanna's probably sweating over there, man. That boy is coming for you, Rihanna. You better be careful. But Joel, Joel Embiid is making a strong case, not only through the fans, but through his play. Don't get it twisted. Even though he plays for the 76ers, he's out there putting in work. And Rihanna, he's, <laughs> he's looking to put work on you, baby. You know what I mean? Following Embiid, you got Carmelo Anthony. Followed by Jimmy Butler, Kristaps Porzingis. I won't be surprised if the coaches vote Porzingis in to the All-Star team. You know what I mean? Because he's he, he's definitely stepped his game up. His per-game average is up by more than six, seven points a game. He's definitely deserving of an All-Star spot if he does make it. After KP, you got Paul George. And to round out the front court players in the Eastern Conference, Hassan Whiteside. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, Hassan Whiteside has a pretty good chance of making the All-Star team. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a secret. You know what I mean? He, he's definitely the only player in Miami right now that's doing something meaningful. He's the only person that they can probably see in their future outside of uh, Gorman Dragic that is, is planning to stick around. And he's deserving of an All-Star appearance. You know, he's worked on his game. This is a guy that was just playing ball. In the YMCA in Charlotte, North Carolina, man. And now he's making millions in the NBA, living out his dream. I mean, he has a lot of work to do. He's a raw talent. You know what I mean? I think a couple of camps, a couple of summers with the dream in Houston, that'll work that boy a lot of wonders, man. And he'll come back stronger than ever next year, and he'll be a force to reckon with moving forward. <clears throat> next, we go to the backcourt in the Eastern Conference. I mean, there's no secret here. DeMar DeRozan is on a mission. He's out here killing the league, taking the league by storm, followed by Isaiah Thomas. Surprisingly, my boy Derrick Rose is on the list, followed by Kyle Lowry, John Wall, 
Jeremy Lin, Kemba Walker, and A.V. Bradley. The latter two, I think that if they don't get through with the fans' votes, the coaches are definitely going to vote those two guys in because A.V. Bradley deserves an all-star appearance as well as Kemba Walker. You know, Kemba Walker is basically working with a bunch of bums. I hate to say it that way. No disrespect to the Charlotte Hornet players. You guys are all pros. But at the end of the day, man, the stud on your team is Kemba Walker. And he's putting in work. And you can't deny that. Moving on to the West Coast. You know, with the front court players. You know, no surprise here. He's definitely going to make the All-Star team. I'm not worried about it. Anthony Davis. Followed by Draymond Green. DeMarcus Cousins, Carl Anthony Towns, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, and to round out the front court in the Western Conference All-Star vote getters is Mark Gasol. Moving along to the backcourt, nobody else, nobody else but Russell Westbrook, Mr. Triple Double, followed by Klay Thompson, Chris Paul, CP3. He's getting older, but he's still doing his thing, man. He's, he's getting stronger. He's getting wiser as a point guard, and he's still an elite point guard in this league, and he has a lot of basketball left in him. It'll be interesting to see what he does, you know, moving forward, you know, uh, after the Clippers get eliminated from the playoff hunt. You know what I mean? Will he choose to stay with Doc Rivers, or will he look to take his talents elsewhere? That'll be something uh, very interesting to look, look at, you know, Rounding out the rest of the list for the Western Conference backcourt, Damian Lillard, Eric Gordon, <laughs> surprisingly, Manu Ginobili. What is he on? You know what I mean? The, the fans in Argentina are definitely voting for Manu. Rounding out the list, you got Andre Iguodala, which is a surprise to me, and Zach Levine, the dunk champ. I guess nobody wants to really see him just doing dunks this year. They want to see him actually playing a game, and rightfully so. He has stepped his game up. You can't deny that. And uh, he is deserving of an All-Star appearance. But with the way that the All-Star um, lineups are set up, the way that the Stars are set up in this league, it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not, you know, a guy like Zach Levine gets a shot to play in the All-Star game. Switching gears. We're going to move on to Wild Card Weekend. Wild card weekend in the NFL, man. You know, this is going to be a very interesting playoff series. Playoff series. You know, it's a lot of... I mean, the Saturday games, today's games, to me, is going to be a wash. You know, Houston against Oakland, that's pretty much a, a, a no-brainer, man. I mean, Oakland lost Derek Carr. You know, unfortunately, he was, you know, an MVP candidate before he went down. And, you know, the Houston Texans have an advantage. I'm not going to say it's a great advantage. They can still lose this game because their quarterback situation is suspect, but their defense is solid. They have a great wide receiver, and they have a shot in this game. I won't be surprised if Oakland pulls it out. You know, you got guys like Michael Crabtree. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, they got, they got a few guys over there, man, and, and I think that they'll definitely, you know, make some noise. You know, in the playoffs this year, if they do get past Houston, I don't really see them making it past the next round of the playoffs, to be quite honest with you. You know what I mean? The Tonight's game between the Lions and the Seahawks. I mean, I would love for it to be an upset tonight, man. You know, I like Matthew Stafford. You know, I like the storyline with Golden Tate going back to Seattle with a chip on his shoulder. 
would that be enough? I mean, the uh, Seahawks don't have Earl Thomas. You know, he's he's out with an injury. So that kind of weakens their secondary, but they still have Cam Chancellor, Cam Chancellor, and they still have Dangerous. Dangerous Wilson. You know what I mean? Just make sure you keep Ciara in the cut, boy. <laughs> Stay off of that. You know what I mean? Focus on the game. Keep your eyes focused on the prize, brother. You know what I mean? But I think that, you know, in the end, man, Seattle's going to end up rolling on. You know, the whole 12th, man, the crowd is amazing out in Seattle, man. It's, it's supposed to be terrible weather out there today. So I think that kind of benefits them, too, because they're used to playing in terrible weather conditions. And their defense, man, you can't deny their defense, man. But the way that Matthew Stafford has been playing, I can't count those guys out and like I said hey man I'm hoping for a miracle too my brother I hope you put on a show tonight and I hope you upset the Seahawks because that'll make it a lot easier for my team and that's right you guessed it the New York Giants <laughs> moving on to Sunday's games you know the early game is Miami versus Pittsburgh you know that's another game you know unfortunately the Dolphins lost their quarterback Ryan Tannehill to injury even if he was there, I don't think they would beat in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, anyway, not with Big Ben. Not with the way that Big Ben has been playing. Not the way that Antonio Brown has been playing. Arguably the best receiver in football. I don't think that, you know, the Dolphins even had a remote chance. I mean, they have a great running game. You know, Jay Ajay, he came in and just took the league by storm. Yeah, what was it, like three back-to-back 200-yard -back, uh, rushing games? Like, you know, that's unheard of. That's, that's Madden numbers. But... I think that reality will will hit. The glass slippers will fall off and, you know, the Miami Dolphins will get bumped off, you know, to the Pittsburgh Steelers come Sunday afternoon. Let's go to the main primetime game of the week, the evening game between my New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. You know, the weather conditions are like what, the, what they are, you know, for Wisconsin. It's going to probably be like negative 12 degrees. You know what I mean? Guys are going to look like they're pinkish blue out there running across the frozen tundra at Lambeau Field. And I had a couple of friends that went out there for the game. You know, they Packers fans. I got a couple of dollars on the game this week, too. You know, my line was open. I had guys calling me all last night, waking me up out of my sleep. You know what I mean? Talking about they want to put some money on the game. But, hey, we could put money on the game for sure. I just think that, you know, the Giants are due, man, you know. They're due for one to score more than a 30-point outing. They're gonna score more than 30 points tomorrow. I, I can I could put I could put money on that. They will score more than 30 points tomorrow. I think that Aaron Rodgers is gonna do what Aaron Rodgers does. You know, it's hard to to defend that man. You know what I mean? You can put as much pressure on him as you want. That guy just seems to elude the pressure, and he has he he makes he buys himself enough time to find an open man. So the Giants are gonna have their work cut out for them tomorrow. I'm not going to say that they're going to beat in, blow the Packers out, but I think that their defense and the offense that the Giants have will carry them through and they will prevail and beat the Packers again in Green Bay when it counts during the playoffs. You know, Eli, you know, I don't know who this guy is this year. You know, he's definitely not his normal self. Maybe it's old age catching up, but I think that he'll come up big tomorrow. You know, he's embracing the role of the underdog, as he's saying. And the Giants, you know, they proved a little something. They're on a five-game winning streak. You know, the last game they lost, I believe, was to uh, the Packers. They haven't lost since. You know what I mean? I could be wrong, but I think that they lost their... No, they played the Packers in week five. 
but they won their last five games heading into the playoffs, and that's saying something because it's all about the teams that come into the playoffs hot that really make some noise when it counts. So when it's all said and done, I think that Eli and the Giants will prevail. I, I, I predict OBJ to have a big game, even though they're going to focus on him. He's going to still have a big game. He's going to have an impact, even if it's as a decoy. You know what I mean? Sterling Shepard, he may step up. You know, he's a rookie. And Paul Perkins, man, that's the wild card. You know what I mean? He's definitely our young stud running back that they eased into the system. You know, and it remains to be seen what they can do. Now, as for the Packers, you know, as, again, outside of Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, you know, their offense, Randall Cobb is good. He's there. You know what I mean? But he, he hasn't had a good season these past two years. Last year, namely when Rodgers wasn't there, he struggled. You know, the Packers have a, a lot of problems getting separation, you know, from the defenders. You know what I mean? They have no run game. There's no Eddie Lacy there. Their defense is okay, you know. Their, their, their defensive coordinator is a mastermind. He's been at it for a while. And he's going to make life really tough for Eli Manning tomorrow. I'm not calling this a, a, a cakewalk by any means. I think that the Packers are going to give the Giants all that they can handle. But I think that at the end, it's going to take more than Aaron Rodgers' miracles to um, get past the Giants in that defense, man. I think that they're clicking at the right time. You know, a lot of a lot of pressure is on our receiving core because of the whole situation and the, the whole fiasco with the, the, the banana boat in Miami. You know, you had guys, all the wide receivers on a boat with entertainers like Justin Bieber and all of these other guys, you know, you had guys offering drugs to our wide receivers and, you know, it just didn't look good, man. So our receivers have a lot to prove and, you know, they can't afford to fold because if they fold, that's going to be the back page on every newspaper article in New York State, man. So, you know, again, let's hope that the Giants, I hope that the Giants do win. I sound real biased right now, but it's going to be a fun-filled game. It's going to be a fun-filled football weekend and i can't wait i can't wait to see the results of today's games and tomorrow's games because that's going to lead up to a very exciting super bowl you know what i mean next on the list the debate aaron Rodgers or tom brady i mean man that's a tough one man like i said man aaron Rodgers is something special man that guy he definitely eludes players in the pocket as like no other man he's like houdini in the pocket and he he throws the ball with laser beam accuracy man you know what i'm saying but but and i must say this but he's always had good great receivers around him you know what i mean he's always had really good receivers around him whereas tom brady on the other hand you know brady what can i say man they put Whoever around Tom Brady, man, and he makes them look like all-star, superstar, all-world Pro Bowl players. Granted, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, you know what I mean? Back in the days, my man Hernandez, you know, he's doing 25 to life right now, but, you know, that boy was celebrating in the end zone, tossing money like he's in a strip club. I guess he kind of was letting everybody know what he was into back then, huh? You know what I mean? Gronkowski, the Gronk, you know what I mean? Brady to his to, you know to to his advantage he always had great tight receiver I mean tight receiver tight end play you know what I mean he's always had great tight ends the best receiver he's ever had was Randy Moss 
and they still lost the Super Bowl to my Giants. But that's neither here nor there. Every year, he's in an MVP canvas conversation. You know, they say he's deflating balls, paws. You know, he's a cheater. You know what I mean? He It's always something with Tom Brady, but at the end of the day, one thing you can't deny is his skill as a quarterback, man. Right now, he has a lot of championship rings. You know what I mean? The only person they're comparing him to right now is Joe Montana, who happens to be his idol. You know what I mean? Rightfully so. You know, you know they're both California guys. You know what I mean? Tom Brady is definitely a problem. And, um, you know, if, if I had to pick one, I would definitely take um, Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers just because, you know, Brady was like a fifth-round quarterback pick. He wasn't expected to be much in the NFL. I think the same goes for Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, just based off of, you know, history and looking at the supporting cast that the both of these quarterbacks had, if I had to choose one, I'm taking Brady all day because he's a winner. You can make the argument for the fact that he played for Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? But I don't know if you put Aaron Rodgers in that same position playing with Belichick. Would it work out the same way? Because, you know, Brady doesn't have... He's not a scrambler. He's a traditional pocket passer. So, which means he's a sitting duck. And he's faced some great defenses in the AFC, you know, throughout the years, man. Namely, those Denver Broncos. And he's come out on top more than he's been at the bottom you know what i mean so with that being said i guess i made my case for why i would take tom brady i'm pretty sure a lot of my listeners may have better arguments and you know moving down the line in the near future i i i, I open the lines up to debate with some of my listeners because it's cool to hear from your listeners it's cool to hear who's listening to you and i would love to have open dialogue and open debates with all of my listeners out there so stay tuned to that but for me as of right now, if I had to, you know, pick a quarterback today, I would pick Tom Brady. Next on the list, this is more so of a, a farewell. You know, ESPN, you know, they, Chris Berman, you know, they announced that Chris Berman is stepping down after over over three, four decades of working for the network. Man, he was definitely an icon, you know, in the uh, sports journalist game, man. He definitely brought a lot of interesting energy and comedy to the to the uh the position of uh tv anchor sports anchor you know the Raiders, you know what i mean the swami like i'm gonna miss chris berman man you know what i mean he definitely was a guy that i watched coming up as a kid you know what i mean him and guys like Stuart scott scott van pelt you know those guys revolutionized the game man and and i gotta give kudos and respect to those guys you know what i mean even though they work for another network i'm on my independent grind but you know love is love and real recognizes real and chris berman was a real one you know the show isn't going to be the same without him man i hope that they can replace him with somebody with just as much character and spunk and fun as chris berman was so once again man i salute you chris berman you know you've done a great job with espn You've done a great job on the NFL showdown, shows that we've all known to love and watch, and you're an inspiration to guys like myself and many others who are out here trying to do their thing with this sports um, analysis stuff, you know, sports reporters work. So I, I salute you. Hopefully you find something better with your time in, 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 in uh, after sports life, you know, but again, you're going to be missed, and, you know, I for one, I'm definitely going to miss you. Salute. Next on the list, (laughs) 
Man, entertainment and hip-hop, man. It's been an interesting week. Like I started off the show and I said, man, it's been a really, really interesting week. You know what I mean? It's been really interesting, man. It's been funny, man. You know, first... You know, first we got to talk about Birdman. You know, he had an uh, interview of Vlad basically saying that there will be a Carter 5 album. And, you know, he's just ready to put all the problems behind him and his son, Wayne. You know what I mean? The only problem with that is, hey, man, don't you owe him some money, man? Pay him some money. Maybe I don't I don't have the right to speak on that. But, you know, I, I, I got to say something about that because it's cool to say that, you know, move on or whatever the case may be. But, you know, no man wants to see another person get jerked. You know, out of what they deserve And, you know, Wayne has been a good soldier He's done a lot for the game The only thing to do is do right by him And I'm pretty sure that you've done that That's why you announced the fact that There will be a Carter 5 And guys like myself will be waiting to hear it You know what I mean? I'm definitely putting some respect on your name I don't want no problems I don't want nobody rolling up on me You dig? But <laughs> Nah, man Put the Carter 5 out, man Hopefully you and Wayne worked out your Worked out your little differences And you know, he puts out a good album, some good material. You know what I mean? Because the game needs it right now. Last but not least, man, this has been burning up the internet the whole week. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it definitely broke the internet once word got out that, you know, Chris Brown and Soldier Boy was beefing with each other, man. All over a female by the name of Karachi. Karachi, Karacha, whoever it is. You know what I mean? These guys made it their duty to beef with one another over the internet, making Instagram posts and all of this other tough guy, cyber thugging nonsense that, you know, tends to happen nowadays in today's society and world. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's funny, man, because, you know, <laughs> Soldier Boy is a clown. I, I got to laugh at the guy because, you know, he... He done went, I don't know, man, if he's on drugs or what he's doing. He's saying that, you know, CB messing with that soft. But, hey, man, you seem like you want something else, man. Like, you walking through, you know, certain pyro sets. Like, yo, they say Soldier Boy ain't good in the hood. <laughs> Making videos. Dude slapping cameras out of his hands. Like, you know what I mean? Next thing you know, he's, he's, he's training with Floyd Mayweather, allegedly. You know what I mean? He's on videos. Looking like a little eight-year-old kid that started playing with his parents' exercise machines. This guy was on an exercise bike with no sneakers on, socks, no shirt on, chain swinging. He was looking like a pregnant woman doing exercises to keep her contractions going down. You know, <laughs> he had the bird chest on the bike, looking crazy, man. This guy's—he started doing shadow boxing, no sneakers on, no nothing. I'm like. He's doing pull-down lats. You know what I mean? The guy was looking nuts, man, training, man. And what makes it worse is that he had to sit down with Floyd Mayweather. So apparently Floyd and him, which I, I don't I don't knock at all. Once the money team get involved, hey, man, you got to listen to it, man. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, man, I respect what they're doing. It's entertainment at the end of the day. It'll be very entertaining, you know. Uh, a fight between Chris Brown and, and Soldier Boy will be very entertaining. You know what I mean? In one corner, you got Floyd Mayweather training Soldier Boy. In the next corner, you got, you know what I mean, Chris Brown being trained by Mike Tyson. You know, 50 made that happen. 50's a genius, man. I, I got to give it to you, my guy. You know, that's that Queens thing. I'm, I'm from Queens, by the way. You know what I mean? I'm from the other two. And 50's a genius, man. You know what I mean? He set this all up. 
he's a comedian, man. He's a mastermind when it comes to, you know, promotions and, you know, he uses Instagram to his ability to his bet to the best of his ability. And, you know, what I mean, he made this whole situation happen, man. You know, what I mean, we ain't got to take it to the guns. Take it to the ring, man. Box, man. You know what I'm saying? He gave everybody the live updates. You had everybody in stitches. And now it looks like they're going to actually make this thing happen. So it's going to be very interesting to see Chris Brown and Soldier Boy square up if it actually does happen. You know what I mean? Because it'll be pure comedy, man. It reminds me of, um, you know, that time when Sticky Fingers was on MTV boxing that skateboarder. <laughs> And, you know, the skateboarder got the best of Sticky. Shout out to Sticky, man. You my guy, man. You're a very talented artist, man. One of the best rappers to ever do it, man, creativity-wise. But, yeah, he did get washed up, man, you know. And, you know, 50 came out with the How to Rob, and he threw the line in there, beat your ass like that white boy in MTV. Like, you know what I mean? It was funny, man. Like, situations like this can, can do either two things. It can help you or it can finish you. And all I'm going to say is, if these guys throw on these boxing gloves, man, whoever loses, their career is finished. They'll probably never be able to be seen on on Instagram, Twitter, no social media outlet anymore because they're going to tell you a new one, baby. Like, this is like this is like career suicide right here. You know what I mean? This is for a person that don't got nothing to lose as far as, um, you know, their career is concerned. You know what I mean? This This could be the end. Now, who would it be the end for? We have yet to see. <laughs> and and again, as I said, 50's a genius, man. Like, you know, he he's he's a master entertainer, man. He also was able to get, you know, the undercard for this fight. If, if you can believe it, man. There's an undercard for this fight. Allegedly, it's supposed to be, potentially, it's supposed to be Kenyon Martin and Tim Thomas squaring off in the ring, man. Now, this goes back to some Knicks-Nets rivalries back in the past, man. This was when Stephon Marbury and Tim Thomas was both traded to the Knicks, man, and they used to get, get their ass cut and washed by the, by the Nets. You know what I mean? It was one particular playoff series, man, when Kenya Martin and uh, Tim Thomas got into it, man. You know, words was exchanged, and, you know, you know <laughs> I'll never forget, you know, Tim Thomas calling... Um, Kenya Martin, a Fugazi tough guy. Now, allegedly, what's been said is 50, you know, according to 50, it's like, you know, these guys have seen each other in the streets, a couple of mushes, and, you know, they never got over their differences, man. So, I guess they're, these two are willing to slap on the boxing gloves and, and go at it for a little three rounds for the fans' pleasure, man. This is going to be awesome if it ever happens, and I'm going to be front row and center with the bars and hoops. You know what I mean? Cast and fan base, and we're going to be sitting around a TV or some type of club or lounge having a good old time watching some good old-fashioned entertainment, man. You guys don't got to take it to the streets. You don't got to take it to the guns. Take it to the boxing ring, man. Take it to what it was back in the days, man. You had a problem with somebody, put your hands up, man. Put the guns down, throw your hands up. You know what I mean? That should be a hook. Put the guns down, throw your hands up. Now nah, let me stop man let me, nah, let me get off my soapbox You know what I mean But that's been today's episode man Bars and hoops man I hope you enjoyed it Remember life is all about Two things Love and hate 
The key to life is making sure that the love outweighs the hate. And I'm Stills the Great, baby, signing off. One.